What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. We have a killer guest. Greg Dickerson is with us, and we're going to talk about doing bigger deals and how to transition as an agent from strictly doing residential sales to getting into the investing side and building real long-term wealth. It's something uh, that's been on McDaniel's mind a lot. He's been talking about that a little bit lately, getting into mm -hmm. that side, and, and has taken some really good steps to do that with... Uh, with some folks out on the East Coast. And so we might dip into that for, that for a second, but we want to get to uh, to Greg and talk a little bit about what, you know, his background from coming from the building and developing world and what agents can learn from that, how we can build good relationships and then some fun stuff on old school networking. But before all that, the junior grandmaster himself is in the co-pilot seat, Greg McDaniel, which is not going to be confusing at all. Greg number one <laughs> and Greg number two. McDaniel, what's up today? We have thing one and thing two. Yeah. So which one am I? <laughs> Well, you look younger than me, so uh, maybe I'll be thing one today. Okay, I'll be thing two. <laughs> good, good to see you, thing one. Um, yeah. No, it, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, I had a great weekend, a lot of fun. Got to, uh, Jax and I, we did a really, really hard, intense, we were sure, as of this uh, show, we're doing our, we're training for our second Spartan race, right? This is going to be a little bit more than a 10K. We're going to go to Hawaii in August, whenever you guys are listening to this, 2009, uh, for, for a race there. And so we did a, a, a different uh, style of training, which, oh my God, <laughs> that is not, my body hurts <laughs> after doing that. Um, uh, but then we went and we, we, we explored the air quotes ghetto of San Francisco and uh, tall white guys don't belong there. That's the fact of the matter. Tall white guys do not belong there. Um, we saw, you know, sideshows, guys doing donuts in the streets, getting mean mugged. I'm like, I'm just here for the beer, man. Um, we stopped and got street tacos. And I swear to God, I think the guy thought we were homeless because we looked horrible. And because Jackie, we, we brought 20 bucks with us, right? For the whole, for whatever we're going to buy. And I would, I just bought two big beers to go for the walk through the park with. She's like, yeah, you spent all the money on the beer. And she said like a couple of times. So I literally think that the guy thought I was like a raging alcoholic and I wasn't feeding this girl that I was with. And so he's like, here, ma'am, here's a second taco. <laughs> <laughs> Which then I ate. <laughs> go, go with God, my son. Here's another go taco. Go with God. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, oh. great. And I, I really can't wait to hear about thing one's, um, you know, his transition from, you know, traditional real estate into the investor. Because I am talking about doing that. That is kind of where I want to go because I see it as a long-term financial benefit when you can schedule your income versus being uh, reactive to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And uh, Greg, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. You know, when you made that shift, was it a monetary move that you did or was it you just got bored and you're just like, uh, this shit's really boring and I can't deal with all these real estate agents. I'm just going to do my own thing. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it was a natural progression to me and you're, you're absolutely right. And you're on point, you know, real estate as an agent, it's very transactional and mm -hmm. the world is changing. Um, you know, with all the I high house buyers and, you know, Zillow and all these things coming down the pike with the lawsuit. I don't know if you guys are aware of yep. the uh, lawsuit going on right now about commissions, you know, and these guys are, you know, heavy hitter law firms, law firms. So we're going to see commission structures start to change very soon. Once this thing yep. becomes, you know, when you start seeing them on nightly news and 60 minutes and all that. So the real estate agency world, you know, is changing. But, you know, for me, um, I started out as a remodeling contractor uh, slash handyman um, in the business. Didn't know really anything about real estate other than I bought my first, you know, a couple of houses, owned those. I wasn't an investor, didn't even know you could do that. Um, and started building a construction company first and took it in seven years from just a small remodeling handyman company. First year, we did 250000 in sales to 
seven years later, we were doing 30, 40 million a year. And I was one of the largest builder developers in the area. And I got my license as a broker in 2000, 2001 time period. In North Carolina, they're a broker state, so you can just take the test and the classes and get your broker's license and you're in business. You don't have to work for anybody. And I had a very substantial building company, so I didn't want to go to work for a firm or, or buy a franchise. I wasn't interested in general real estate as a, as a business. Um, so the year that I paid my agent, I don't know, I think it was about two, $300,000. That's when I said, you know, I'm getting my license, right? So <laughs> I just kind of realized. <laughs> Naturally. Some of these things, sorry, folks, but I'm the guy that you want, right? I'm your ideal client. If you're a real estate agent, you're in the business. Number one, go to work with investors, find investors, developers, work for them, learn from them, and then become them. That's what yep. you want to do. But if, you're, mm -hmm. if you're transactional and you want to be an agent, you can build a really good business off of an investor developer who has no interest in getting a license. Yeah reoccurring revenue. I mean, it's an annuity, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm an entrepreneur. I'm different. Um, in my first commission right out of the gate, you guys are going to love this. I was buying an oceanfront hotel that I, I was tearing down to redevelop and build houses. I was in a resort rental community in North Carolina, the Outer Banks of North Carolina, Kitty Hawk, you know, that area yeah, yeah. Uh, where the Wright brothers took off. Mm -hmm. So I'm buying this oceanfront hotel. I tear it down, getting ready to develop the lots. The guy next door says, Hey, you know, he saw my sign out there. He called me up, says, Hey, I got a lot for sale. You want to buy it? And I said, well, I paid $600,000 for each of these oceanfront lots. That's what I can pay you. He said, no, I want 800,000. I said, well, the market's not there yet. It is escalating. This was 2003, four, when the market was really starting to boom, mm -hmm. you know, time frame. And maybe, no, it was 01, because I just got my broker's license. And uh, I said, okay. I said, I can't pay 600,000. I said, uh, but I can list it and we'll see if we can get 800,000. And he said, okay. So I listed it for him. 30 days later, it closed at 800,000. I made $30,000 commission. Nice. And uh, both, side, both sides of the transaction. And, you know, that was my first commission right out of the gate, right? So you would have thought the light bulb would have went off then. Because <laughs> in my market at the time, the average commission was in the twenty dollars to $30,000 range. These were $750,000 to, you know, million five beach houses. And that was the average transaction was $750,000. So you're talking about a $21,000 commission on average for most agents that were, you know, in the business back then. But I was a builder. That's what I was focused on. But, uh, uh, you know, it's pretty interesting, the paths we take. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how my story evolved. So I kind of backed into the real estate agent side. And I've done some general real estate over the years. And I had a number of agents that worked for me um, because I was busy. I was doing a lot. And they were taking on all the residual real estate business that came in that was just kind of, you know, residual to the building business mm -hmm. and, and that database. But by no means did I capitalize on it. And I tell you, there's a natural progression for a lot of builders that build their entire career, then they'll retire and become a realtor. Hang on to that database. Every homeowner that you've worked on, uh, every house you've worked on, every house that you've built, all that, they're a potential client down the road. And, you know, that's the one thing that I held on to and that I kept that I was able to monetize down the road with my real estate business, mostly on referrals. So I had that big database and people, people would reach out to me, hey, you know, who, I want to sell my house. You know, can you list it for me? And, you know, I would usually refer that out you know, uh, once I started transitioning to more the development side, things like that. So yeah. different, different path for me. Yeah. That's really interesting. There's, uh, there's a ton to, to dive into. Um, McDaniel, anything you want to ask before I pepper him with questions? Johnson face. This is going to be so much fun because I just call you by your nickname the entire time or a little black hole, harder coal. I'm going to call you a little blackie. There it is. I think you're wearing a black shirt. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not a racial slur guys. It's just, he's wearing a black shirt. 
don't get all your panties up all on twist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think one of the things that Greg, I think a lot of people are, are thinking right now, um, you kind of were living the life that a lot of agents wanted to live, you know, cause you had the people like, Hey, come list my house. Hey, come list my house. Did that, that just happen? Or, or did you have to go out there and do the prospecting, do the networking to get those calls? Or were you just like a unicorn? And people just yeah, came. So I'm a, I'm a guerrilla marketer and I'll tell you for any nice. agent out there. So we're in the world of social media, you know, build your brand, build your presence, get on Facebook, do all that. I'm going to tell you, there's a book called guerrilla marketing. The first one that was ever written, go back and read that. That's how I built all my companies. That's how I went in seven years from being a small $250,000 a year remodeler to being the largest remodeler in the market in a year doing about two and a half, three million, and then to the largest builder. I use guerrilla marketing techniques, which means you're everywhere. You just blast yourself everywhere with offline. Back then there were no online mediums. It was all offline. So I took out full page ads in the, in the phone book. You know, I had ads in the newspaper. Uh, I sponsored everything in the community. I had, Mm -hmm. you know, um, happy hours and gatherings and I was involved in everything. So I didn't do that in a manipulative way. I just, I'm a networker. I'm social. I like to build relationships and, uh, and that's really what it's all about, right? Relationship is key. Real estate is a contact sport. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get out, you got to make contacts, you got to build relationships. And there's two ways to do it. One-on-one. And that's one thing that I always did my entire career. I made it a point to have lunch with somebody different every single day. So I put that in my budget as a marketing budget and I would treat, you know, tip for realtors and anybody out there. If you invite somebody to coffee or lunch, up the tab that goes further the more than anything else you could possibly do in business when you're in a business situation and you're trying to build a business relationship you if you want to be perceived as an expert and as a professional you invite somebody out it's on you movies dinner lunch coffee whatever it is breakfast pick up that tab a lot of young people don't know that and have never been taught that and i get these guys that like Mm -hmm. go out and uh, get into wealth management right and they they hit me up because they know that i'm i'm a connector they want to pick my brain or whatever, and they'll invite me out, and they don't pick up the tab. And uh, you know, so that's the first thing I tell them very politely. I say, next time you do this, pick up the tab because <laughs> I tell them who to go see, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Sad, I'll get off sadly, this very much carries over into dating. I don't know if you're Greg. It's for for those of us who are younger than than McDaniel and I, like we're we're both in you know thirty five to forty. Yeah, yeah. The, the generation coming up underneath us, like five to ten years younger, has no idea. Like yeah, so, right. believe me that that comes from the social world and it's bled sadly over to into the business world. Oh, it is. Yeah. I pick up the tab on, you know, I'm married obviously, but you know, um, when, I, pay for my wife. Dating, I pick up the tab, I still open the door for my wife. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a gentleman, you know, through and through. And you know, that, that goes a long way in mm-hmm. relationships when you approach it from an old school standpoint. And, and, uh, you know, so that, that's how I did it. And for agents today, you can do that and you can do the online thing. You know, if, if you want to build a business as a real estate agent, you know, you got to be out there, you know, there's, you got to be on YouTube, you got to be doing the community thing. I mean, there's a number of different things you can do. And that's a whole nother conversation of how to brand yourself with social media these days and what you should be doing um, out there. Things like this right here, podcasts, videos, informational stuff, not recipe of the month and garden Mm -hmm. club. I'm talking about go out to your town, go to a restaurant, do an interview, give an honest report about the restaurant, the movie theater, the latest movie, you know, those types of things. And again, you can do it on a mass scale where you hold some happy hours and you get people together and you, and you don't do it for any other reason than to just, you know, connect people. So you take your top 20 or your top 50, right. And uh, your inner circle and you say, okay, you know, let's go out for ice cream or let's go out to movies. It's on me. And you know, you just, you just say, Hey, I just, you know, no other reason. I just want to thank you guys for being my friends. I want you all to come on out with me. We're going to have movie night. And you invite 50 of your closest friends, 20, maybe show up. 
you do it for dinner, you do it for a barbecue, you do it for ice cream. There's so many different things you can do uh, from a social standpoint to build relationship. And that's really it. Anybody I've ever done business with, I usually maintain that relationship long-term. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of how I've done it over the years. And, uh, you know, I know that was a long answer to a short question. Yeah, really cool. No, it's really good. So my dad's been a broker for 47 years and, uh, he looks at me all the time, which I completely dismiss it, which I really shouldn't because he is really giving me good advice, but I'm just doing the lazy way of doing it, which is bad, Greg. Um, but what he goes, here, Greg, here's the biggest, best piece of advice I can ever give you in business. Go take someone to breakfast and to lunch every day. Right. And I didn't really see that as uh, an effective part of my marketing um, until last week. I got together, Matt, with someone we've actually had on the show, Michael Lee, um, oh, a yeah. while back. Yep. And he's a broker, multiple author, multiple you know book author, martial art, you know, blah blah. The, the list goes on and on. I actually found he spent twenty years in broadcasting, both on TV and on radio too. Good lord, <laughs> guys live like three lifetimes. I know. <laughs> and so, what the thing was is this: this is the cool thing. He and I went and had lunch together, and he's a broker. I didn't expect we're just kind of going to get together and hang out. Long story short, he's looking to start a radio show. He talked to the station I'm on. They wanted to charge him two hundred and forty thousand dollars for a show, so we're coming together. And we're going to have him jump on our show, be a correspondent on our show and help us offset our costs. And that conversation never would have happened if we didn't go to lunch together. Yeah. You know, just the course of sharing a burrito, kicking back, laughing at the fact that this restaurant charged $25 for a seafood burrito. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I want to slap the server. server. Well, uh, well, thing, thing number one, uh, Greg, I want to, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, there was something that you mentioned early, uh, early on that I wanted to come back to because it's part of the old school networking. Uh, and I think it's highly effective if you get in the, in the position, but I'm curious how the first couple of invitations came your way. And that was getting on the boards, which I'm assuming you mean like nonprofits and community events, right? right. So how, how did those first initial kind of invitations come your way? Before we get there, so back on your topic about taking somebody out, somebody else out to lunch every day. So if you do that 48 weeks a year, right? Um, let's say you do that 48 weeks a year because you're taking vacation. That's 192 new warm relationships that you've created that you just can't, you just can't buy that kind of marketing no. for $3,840 over the course of a year. God, that's a... Uh, I mean, you know, that's about the cheapest marketing you can buy because not only are you going to build a relationship with them, but everybody they know, they're going to be talking about you because you're not going to spend all the time talking about your business and what you do. They're going to know it. Mm -hmm. You're going to be talking about them and getting to know them. And then you're going to put them in your database and you're going to follow up. Hey, how's John doing this week? You know, how's the baseball going? How's the, how's the horse riding? Whatever it is. So that whole $3,840 a year, 48 weeks a year, four days a week. That's only four days a week. Yeah, we, That's a $20 average. You got to so, eat anyways. I mean, might right, as well right. go out and network. I mean, I, I work with Rockstar Connect. It's a company that throws an event for me for networking, right? Yeah. We're doing networking stuff. A lot of us don't have the time to set up networking and we're too lazy to do it. So Rockstar Connect, you guys, you go use my name, go use the podcast name, you'll get a discount and you'll sign up. It's great. But yep. they, get a, they get a location for me for free and they get the restaurant to give me free food. I just show up and I network. Yep. Now, here's the cool thing. Last networking event, as of this show, it was last week on a Tuesday. People were beating me to the event and they were talking openly in front of me going, dude, we've gone to other networking events. Yours is hands down the best in the entire East Bay. This is where I get my connections. I got my first client here, blah, 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 blah. And guess what? 
they all come and they talk to me and they know I'm doing a real estate about it. And I say, well, hey, if I can ever help you or if anyone else in real estate, just keep me in mind. I know you don't buy or sell real estate every day, but just remember me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, man, I totally will, man. I really appreciate that. Um, and it's, it is profoundly impactful, even if you don't, if you're not getting something out of instant, instant gratification, like I've been doing this, this networking for two years, right? Mm-hmm. Every month doing the show. And it's now starting to pay off and it's going to pay off in big dividends. And so, yeah. Greg, I think you're 1,000% correct on that. But it's so simple and it's so, air quotes, old school that there's no yeah. way it could possibly work if it's not on Facebook. Well, fuck you, Facebook. No, this is free. Okay? This is, this is a lot better. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, and just for a tip for anybody who's a high volume agent or has a good relationship with a, you know, mortgage lender, insurance, title insurance, uh, things like that. They can't pay you directly, but they can buy you gift certificates. So, hey, you. you know, use it as a marketing strategy. So, you know, they can, they can buy you uh, credits at your favorite places. You can get discounts through the owner operators. Hey, I'm going to be bringing new people here. Yeah. So there's a number of ways to underwrite that whole exercise uh, through relationship building. So, it's not just with your mm-hmm. clients. It's with your service providers if you're, you know, referring them and, and bringing value to them. You yeah. know, there was a, um, shoot, what was the name of that stinking program? Anyways, I'll remember it, uh, but the point is that there's this guy, and he said that he went out and he made relationships with the different businesses in his town. You know, yeah. the shoe shop, the coffee, local coffee shop, the local dress shop, so on and so forth. And he said that on average, every business that he would help promote and kind of do something for them, on average, that business would give him one referral a year. Yeah. So why wouldn't you want to go out and meet these people? They have people that know, love and trust them walking through their front door that buy their product that you have no way of getting in front of ever. And they could recommend you as an army of referral agents out there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So Matt, to answer your question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Going back to the boards. We have to do a couple more of these, you know, shows here because there's just so much, but Mm -hmm. to answer your question. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I like to get involved in the community. I had kids, you know, they're all grown now. I have all girls and um, I was, you know, coaching every sport they played, uh, every organization they were involved with. Um, I was involved with, so Parks and Rec, Babe Ruth softball, uh, my church. I've always been a leader of my church. Um, so I'm just the guy that steps up when something needs to be done. So to answer your question, I'm just a leader, right? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a natural leader and I get involved in things and any nonprofit organization you get involved with, there's always going to be a need for somebody to step up. So when you say, how do you yeah. get on the boards? You know, so now when it was companies and banks, that's different, right? So that's just from my business standpoint, I would, I would, you know, those are paid positions. So I was on a couple of bank boards. I was on a couple of corporate boards, mm-hmm. but as far as the nonprofit organizations, yes. Um, educational foundations, there's two ways to get on there. Just like there's two ways to build this, to, you know, to, to build business in real estate, you can buy it or you can build it. If you want to get on the board of a nonprofit, you can buy it or you can build it. You, know? <laughs> you can donate money and a lot of money and you're going to end up on the board or you can uh, go in there and volunteer and serve and, uh, you know, and, and watch for the opportunities because they're always looking for somebody to step up. And, and do things. And, mm. and I, and I always did. That makes sense. Always been a big so, giver. yeah. So it wasn't an invitation necessarily to be on the board. It was, it was, you spotted an opportunity to get involved first at a voluntary right. level. And then you look for the opportunity to lead because there's yeah. always kind of a, there, there's always some sort of leadership gap that kind of exposed itself. And if you step into that gap, you'll end up kind of by default becoming the person that people start to look to. That's it. And then I do get people reaching out to me because they, they see the other things I do and say, hey, I know you're involved over here. Would you help us over there? We need help with our organization. So I do get some random invitations just because I'm doing these other things, mm-hmm. um, especially in the faith community. You know, yeah. once you're doing that, the word kind of spreads quick and, yep. uh, you know, and then donating. So, you know, I was a founding member of an educational foundation in one of my communities and 
the Dare County Education Foundation, one of the sponsoring members, and I gave them an office in my office building to get started with and everything. So, you know, I was offered a position there as an advisory capacity, you know, same thing with Parks and Rec, baby softball, just all those things, you know, you're donating, you're contributing, you're active, they see that you're successful in business. So they want those types of people on the boards to help them, um, you know, band, you know, boosters, any of that kind of stuff, right? That's just, that's just how it works. And then you have the hospital galas and the cancer research. And I mean, there's different levels of these. Good Lord, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's endless. And if you're single and you're young, or even if you're dating and you're young and you don't have kids and all that, you know, there's so many things you can do every evening that are totally fun, that you can build so many relationships, so many contacts. Um, and the way it is, the way things work now, you're just exchanging contacts, you know, airdrop, right? While you're mm-hmm. at a meeting, you can exchange business cards. Um, it, it's super easy mm-hmm. to build the business if you don't have the money to buy it. If you can buy the business, you can do that too. But the best thing is, you know, to combine both, you know, in terms of, you know, building that general retail real estate business. Well, thing one, this is just an impossible task. Matt cannot follow your advice. He hates humans. He recluses <laughs> himself and his little heart of coal will not allow him to love. It is a sad day. Sorry, Matt. You yeah. cannot listen to this advice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one way, right? Now, the other way is the old-fashioned way. And again, you reverse engineer it, right? And you just look mm-hmm. at it. And I would, I would tell my agents, make t- 10 contacts a day. Pick yep. up the phone, 10 new people a day, whether it's a FISBO, an expired, or, you know, whatever, an off-market property, and you're just farming a neighborhood. And people love to talk about their property. I've never had one person, don't call me again. You occasionally get the seller that says, you know, like Stock Farm for Land as a Builder. And you'd get these people that would say, you know, this you know, land's been in my family for 30 generations, I ain't never selling now in my lifetime, your lifetime, or anybody else's lifetime. And what happens 10 years later, they sell, right? So, you know, people love to talk about their property, especially when you call them to inform them about something. You know, hey, this is Matt, I'm just calling, you know, everybody in the neighborhood just kind of giving you an idea of where the market is right now and, you know, what your house is worth. I looked your house up the other day. Did you know it's worth $600,000 right now? Um, You know, you know, where do you stand? Are you thinking about moving? You think they're going to sell? I mean, you can get into that conversation, but you just open the door. Hey, this is Matt with, you know, with uh, Matt's real estate company. And I'm just, you know, just calling to let you know that, you know, houses in your neighborhood are selling quickly. Your house is probably worth six or 700 grand if you're ever thinking about selling. But, you know, what, what are your plans? How long have you been in the neighborhood? You know, things like that. And you can do your research ahead of time or have somebody do it for you so that you know who you're talking to. That goes a lot further than just blind calling somebody or having somebody call. Yeah, this is, Call on behalf of Matt Johnson. Are you thinking about selling your house anytime soon? You know, get, do a little bit more due diligence, a little bit more research and learn about them first or have somebody do it so that if you call or you have somebody calling on your behalf, it's more personal. Mm-hmm. You know, Hey, I love your house. It's, you know, X amount of bedrooms. That's a hot product right now. Houses in your area are selling for X. I know you've been in there five years. I know at some point most people sell after five years. Here's what you can expect right now. Would love to keep you on my list and let you know where the values are. If there's anything I can, you know, that kind of thing, right? And just kind of give information and give value. Just talk to them about their property. People love that. They want to know what their property's worth. Yeah. I mean, I get an updated email every month or two uh, from another real estate agent who I'm friends with. And he put it, put me on his system. And I love getting his email because I like looking at the an- analytics, even though I can go do it myself. It's fun to get it. You're like, oh, wow. I mean, I got it last week. My property's gone up 49% since I bought it. I'm like, right, 50% gain? Sweet. All right, cool. I made a, I feel good about myself. I made a wise choice, right? Yeah. And it's, I think what you're seeing here, Greg, is, is stuff that's so impactful, so simplistic that it slips right through the cracks when people think about marketing and branding. And I'm like you. I like the guerrilla marketing. My dad, when he started, when he came to California, well, we're all, I'm a fifth generation Californian, but when, he, when we moved to the San Francisco East Bay, 
we had Safeway at our supermarket here. Um, and it was in downtown Alamo where he lived in his primary market. And just like you, it was 1997. There was no Facebook. There was barely internet. You know, dial-up was a cool thing. Fax was just coming around the corner. Well, I don't think fax was even in the 97. Yeah, but, yeah, faxes were around because we did info fax. So I would do okay. like instead of email blasts, you would get a fax on your fax machine about yes. my company. I mean, that was I, rem- I remember those. I remember those. <laughs> what my dad did is he took the entire, the entire like top portion of Safeway, and he just put his big smiling mug up there, and he just covered it with his Terry McDaniel, Terry McDaniel, Terry McDaniel, Terry McDaniel, all the way across. You can yeah. see his name and his face clearly from the back of the store. <laughs> and that was his, that was, that's, that's what those, that was, those were his version of Facebook ads, right? Yeah. Everybody was there. We we're going to have a guy come on the show. His name is Steve Sims. He wrote a book called blue fishing and he's all about being ugly when marketing get seen, be different, be don't, don't be what everyone else is doing. And like, Gary, you're talking about YouTube, right? I mean, how old your youngest daughter? My youngest right yeah. now, 15. Okay, she is. She probably has her own YouTube channel, and she probably can edit like a madman. Yeah, oh yeah, and, she's good. And so, like, her generation is gonna be killing it with video, right? But that's so foreign to all of us because, ooh, I don't want to edit. I don't want to learn how to download a free program and do something that takes ten minutes to do. Icky poo. But if you were to do that as an older agent or more established agent, let me put it that way, um, then you could stand out from the crowd. Her generation is going to have to do something completely different. I'm convinced that your daughter is 15. If she wrote a letter in cursive, she's going to be hired by the CIA for you know to decode <laughs> like like secret posts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that that's probably stuff that's going to stand out. That's awesome. <laughs> it's true, man. When's the last time you got a written anything in cursive or let alone had to read it? You're like, what, is that an R? What is that, a G? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a different world, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's shift gears just for the last couple of minutes here. Uh, Greg, looking at what you, what you see and, and given your background, all that stuff, uh, what would you advise? Somebody, somebody is in the business right now they're kind of doing their thing, they're networking and they're doing the things they need to do to kind of build their residential business. And that's fine. What would you advise them to kind of keep an eye out for? And, and what would you do differently? Let's say you were jumping into the business now as a, as a 20 something year old and knowing what you know about the business and kind of where you see it going, what would you do? Yeah. So I would do all of it. Right. So I, I, I would do the YouTube thing, the social media. I mean, I would do all of that in addition to the offline um, branding that we talked about. Uh, but more than anything else, the hardest thing for most people to do is figure out what you want to be, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of people get into real estate, yeah. it's kind of part-time, but if you're talking about somebody who wants to get after it and make it happen, what I tell everybody who's younger is find the best in the business doing what you want to, what you're, what you want to do and go work for them. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be a top agent, go find the top agent in your market and go to work for them and edit their videos and pass out their flyers and knock on the doors and be part of their team, right? Learn from the people who are getting it done even yeah. if you got to work for them for free. And yeah. I had a lot of younger people that worked for me as agents. They did all of my administrative transactional stuff and they learned from me. And, you know, eventually I just turned the business over to them, right? So uh, for young people, the fast track is to just find somebody who's just knocking it out of the park, doing whatever it is you want to do and go to work for them and learn from them. If you want to be a real estate agent, you want to be a top producer, find the top producing agent in your market, team in your market, go to work for those guys and do exactly what they tell you to do because they're all going to have a business plan. Number one, which is where it all starts. You got to have a plan and you got to work it backwards. Like we just did with the networking. If you want to make a million dollars a year in real estate, gross commission income, you got to put that million dollars down. You got to know what your average transactions you're going to be in the market that you're going to focus on. 
You got to figure out what that market is and that average transaction. Then you got to say, well, that's going to turn into so many deals I need to do. And in order to get those deals, you know, you got to have so many leads to generate so many appointments to get so many deals, right? It's a numbers game. There's nothing complicated about it. It's lead generation, it's relationships. Now, the way you fast track that and the way that you consolidate that is you find, you know, in most markets, if you can find some good investors to work with, most investors don't want to do the real estate thing. You can get that repeat reoccurring transactions or you go to the high end. And, uh, and you find the sweet spot in, in the high end of the market. In most areas, California, probably that 850 to 15 is probably a really good sweet spot, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You start getting below 850 to 500, that's probably a good range. And then you got them below 500, which is probably your, maybe your, you know, I don't know about most markets in California these days, but in a lot of other markets, you get over 800 grand, it really slows down. But out in California, you probably have a sweet spot there in that now is it slowing down over 800 still no 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 yeah. 800 800 you're lightning you're lightning fast i mean 800 to a okay. million five million seven even million eight you're just you're clipping along you, you crest two and it slows substantially okay hmm. so that's a good volume range so for a new agent i'd say go for the high end right just go right to it a lot of people are scared to go after the eight hundred thousand dollar to a million dollar house you know, there's no difference in that transaction than there is in a $300,000 house, except the $300,000 house is going to probably take more work. You know, it's going to be higher maintenance. You know, you, yeah. got, you know, I mean, it just is. The $800,000 to a million dollar range, you need less of them. So that's another way to fast track your success to that commission income. And it's just a different kind of a, of a buyer and a clientele. They expect you to be more knowledgeable, more professional, and know your stuff right? Where a $300,000 house, they don't care. They just want to get it sold. Mm. You know, they want somebody who's knowledgeable, but they're all about who's going to be the cheapest, who's going to, you know, discount. You get into that upper end range. They want service. They want somebody who knows what, they, what they're doing. And they want somebody who's going to knock it out of the park. And you can afford to put together a package that makes you look like a pro, right? With your, yeah. you know, your credibility package, you know, that you send them with the listing agreement and all that before you ever go to the appointment. Mm -hmm. And then you talk about your drone video that you do of the house and the photography and you know, all of the stuff that you do that every agent does, but you just make it look better, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's all about positioning, packaging, but you got to know your market. You got to know how many houses in their neighborhood sold, how many are for sale, how long were they on the market, what did they sell for, list price to ask price. Um, you want to be with a top firm getting started out so that you've got a track record. So you don't, it's not so much about you, it's about your firm. Our firm sells 98% to asking price, whereas this firm sells 95% to asking, 95 to asking price. So we get, we get more than any other firm because we do X, Y, and Z, you can build a business and you can build a, uh, you know, uh, uh, your persona off of another company. You don't even need experience going into it. You just need to know how to leverage the assets of a team or an organization. God, you know what? I know I love you, man. We share our first names, which <laughs> I know you're a solid human because uh, your mom and dad were smart individuals. Good name selection. Uh, but you, what you're saying is so, you're right on, man. You're just total truth. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, you, I mean, it's like sitting here listening to my dad talk going, no, well, no, your mindset's the same way. Your yeah. mindset mm -hmm. is the same way. And I think that's so incredible. Uh, but people just don't think that way anymore. They just don't think that way. You know, they just believe everything should, they're, they, they're owed everything in life. I'm deserving of getting all of this business. When in reality, all you do is just go out there and make relationships. Matt and I have been talking about this since the January of 19, that this is the year of relationships. I mean, we've got to get back to the basics. You got to get out there and go say hi, press the flesh, you know, kiss some babies and hug some people and just say, hi, what's going on? How can I help yeah. build your business? What can I do? Relationships are the most important thing in life. Mm -hmm. And the fortune is in the follow-up. That's an old school saying. It's cliche. Mm -hmm. It's whatever. But I'm telling you, 
40 to 50, maybe even 60% of your business is going to be in the follow up and follow through. Most mm -hmm. people make that first contact and they never, ever follow up. Yep. And when I say follow up, you don't keep following up saying, hey, you ready to sell? You ready to sell? You ready to sell? You, you, you follow up and follow through. Hey, it was great meeting with you. Love to connect. You know, when you ask about their kids, their family, their job, whatever it was you talked with them about when you connected. And that's the key. When you do the cold calling, when you do the networking, we do the relationship building, get some key data points and make notes right away on their family, on their life, put it in your CRM, find a good, robust CRM that you keep data points on them and, you know, use that information to follow up with them. Don't send them the recipe of the month. Don't send them the latest market report. Sure, that can be in the email. Hey, you know, glad to hear, you know, or how's Johnny doing, whatever. You know, by the way, here's the latest market report in case you're interested, just kind of keep you informed. Can't wait to catch up again. And then, you know, do events on a regular basis if you can afford it. If not, go to your company, go to your mortgage broker, partner with somebody and do events, get people together. But that follow-up is 100% of the game, especially if you're an investor, um, mm. you know, and, and you are looking for somebody to sell their house, right? Um, and that's the cool thing about, we haven't really talked about it. That Maybe that's a whole other podcast, but, you know, transitioning from agent to investor, then you become a one-stop shop, right? I can mm. buy your house. I can list your house. I can help you sell your house to another investor, there's any number of ways because again, it's relationships. We're here to serve you. We're transaction engineers. We're relationship engineers. I want to be your go-to person. Whatever you need, it's white, white glove concierge. I come to serve you. I'm in this business of real estate and I'm a professional. Whatever you need, I want to be your go-to person. So, you know, you got to brand yourself in that way that regardless of what their situation is, you can help them get rid of that house. Whether you can list it or not, you want to still help them get rid of it. Are, are you by any random chance? Are you or do you work with Chris Prefontaine or Zach Beach? Do you work with those guys at all? No, I sure don't. Okay, because you said ex <clears throat> exactly some of their verbiage, like a transaction engineer. That's one of the things that they talk about. That's the exact verbiage. I'm like, hmm, huh? I've never heard that before until now, these two interviews, but that's exactly what we all are. We are transaction engineers. Yeah. And that's like, like you were talking about, Greg, is the fact that I, what I'm really enjoying is being a more getting, baby stepping myself into the more on the investment side and focus that on for myself and for my clients is that you have more, more arrows in your quiver than just like, Hey, I can buy or I can list or sell your home. It's like, Hey, I can buy it. We can wholesale it. I can list it. You know, the, uh, you know, uh, I can do a ton of different things for you that can structure it for your best interest. And uh, agents don't right. think that mentality they're just thinking of their best interest 99% of the time like oh I'm gonna go on a listing appointment I need to get this listing right now but what if yeah. it's not the best time or the best thing for that for that seller maybe they're just looking at the real estate market and they're like oh it's a hot market we should sell okay cool where are you going what are you going to do with the proceeds? Do you have a tax plan set up? You know, what's your next step? Is it the best time for you? Oh, I want to downsize okay we still have three kids at home now let's get a two-bedroom condo huh Oh, and by the way, do you have any other property or do you know anybody who does? Oh yeah, I got an apartment building. I'm selling that too. Guess <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. Package this thing together and get this thing rolling. But it's right. I mean, like when you say doing the follow-up, I have a card in my hand. It's a picture of me and my girlfriend. You know, this is sent to me yeah. by a good friend of mine. This is us doing our Spartan race, right? And then us inside with another picture of our metal and we're covered in mud and everything else. And my friend Gail Zentech. Uh, who is an amazing follow-up person, you know, will send out cards. You guys, if you guys want to try these, go to freecardbygreg.com. You can send a card for free. I'll pick up the tab for it. Um, and just send this to someone and see the reaction. This sits on my desk, mm. right? One, because I got a smoking hot check. Uh, yeah. Two is because it, it's a sense of accomplishment. Of, I remember crossing that line, right? I remember that success. And guess who reminded me about it? Gail. 
Mm-hmm. And you can be that person that you can talk to people and remind them who you are without ever saying a single thing about, hey, thinking about buying or selling real estate? No, it's like, hey, dude, here's cheers to you for crossing the finish line and getting your first Spartan medal. Okay, awesome. it makes me feel good, right? Yeah. yeah, That's the true follow. That's how you get in the good graces with people, not by being that squeaky door that's like, want to buy, er, want to sell, er, want to buy a sell, er, er. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just become a, you know, transaction engineer and you solve all kinds of problems and, you know, uh, you know, and then find out, do they have anything else they're looking to do? And, you know, for you, Greg, if you're looking to get more into the investment development side, that's a great way right there. Everybody you talk to either owns commercial property or they know somebody who does. And a lot of times those people become sellers and they don't know necessarily which way to go, especially on the smaller mom and pop stuff, the bigger stuff that's owned by institutions, investors, things like that's a little different but you find a lot of owner operators that way and the marketing for those people is the exact same way that you're doing it. So, you know, one of the best things you can do is start networking with investors and developers, find out what they're looking for, what they do, build yourself a buyer's list and start shopping for them. And by doing that, you're going to find yourself some deals and then you start picking up some deals, whatever you can't handle or don't want you, you know, you, you uh, push off your buyer's list and sell to them. Not that it's not good. You just might be too much or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, want to try to work your way into these deals with people, partnering with these guys, you become the deal source and yep. you've got to way in the door, right? And then you can start building your portfolio and then start making that transition. Keep your team on the retail side. And then like I did, I had a team on the retail side and I just fed them deals, right? And uh, I got the referral fees or I split commissions with them, you know, things like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really all about those, those relationships, those follow-up, those follow-through, serving other people, becoming a go-to source. Mm -hmm. And then the final thing you said, and we talked about it earlier a little bit, we kind of touched on it, is that belief, right? So for the younger person starting out or anybody who's in the game and they're starting out, whatever age, you got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in what you're doing. You got to be passionate. You've got to say, I want to do this business. I know I can do this business. I'm going to do this business. You have got to be 100% committed and you got to believe in yourself and you got to be passionate about it and you got to look to serve others first solve their problems first when you come from that position and that standpoint everything else will take care of itself but you got to believe and if you don't believe go find somebody who believes in you whether it's a mentor a coach or somebody you work for they will believe for you until you get there and that's yeah. mm. a lot of that relationship that a lot of people don't understand. Matt, you said you've got a business consultant in my area. Mm. You know, a lot of times that's what that's all about. You're paying somebody to believe for you until you get there and to help you, not only for the knowledge and experience, but it's, it's a motivational thing. They're going to believe. They already know. You got me. I know you can do it. All you got to do is I tell you, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I'll get off that really good. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. I mean, we alluded to it earlier just in terms of like, if you want to be the top agent in the area, find out who it is and go work for them, you know, do, do their marketing, do, you know, just do whatever it takes to kind of get around them. That is the one thing like looking back on, on the time that I spent in real estate as an agent, that's the one thing I wish I would have done. There's a lot of things that I could have done better, but there's very few things I would have done radically differently. And that's one of them. I would have found who that was and gone and shadowed them because that would have, uh, it would have helped a lot. It would have accelerated a lot of things for me. Uh, and now knowing what I know about high level people, like from doing all the podcast work and getting to talk to a lot of people, um, you realize that they would actually love that. They would love mm-hmm. for a young, aggressive, hungry person to come and just say, look, I will, I'll bring you coffee every day. If you just let me shadow you and watch what you do, uh, you know, help you with your calendar, maybe screen your email or like whatever, like just tell me something that needs to be done that you don't want to pay somebody 10 bucks an hour to do and I'll do it for free. You just let me hang around. 
Um, yeah. I learned a ton by just hanging around mentors. Uh, and, and you learn so much by osmosis, it's, it's easy to discount that sometimes. So I love that piece of advice. I'll tell you, there is a secret to this business, right? There is the one thing that you need to know to be successful in real estate, whether you're an investor or whether you're an agent or whether you're a developer, whatever it is, there is something you need to know that there is nothing new, right? There is nothing new under the sun. It's all been done and it's mm -hmm. all being done. All you have to do is find good performance and model it. That's yeah. all you got to do. Mm -hmm. Find the best in the business, do what they're doing, use the tools and the systems that they're using and do it. And, you know, there's so much free information out there, but everybody's always looking, well, there's got to be, there's got to be this funnel that, that I can use. There's got to be this website. There's got to be the CRM. No, it's the fundamentals of the business that have never changed. The secret is find something and stick with it and focus on it and follow that thing through to the end and be disciplined about it and have a disciplined approach. Make 10 phone calls a day, have one meeting a day, you know, um, just do those things and look at how you can serve the other person first and believe in yourself. I mean, it's really that simple it is that it is that simple you know i uh, i got to meet dave ramsey <clears throat> last year and uh I, it's hard as hell to get a hold of him and his team but i mean i would fly down to nashville if i was given the opportunity i would fly my own dime down to see him i would sit there like a fly on the wall and not make a peep but i would sit there and i would i would carry his bag i would follow him i would go i would buy a plane seat next to that man to fly wherever he's going, not turn right might back get, around. Might get arrested, get but, yeah, know, that's going. called stalking. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it's a friendly stalk. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, just to get around that, did it get around someone to learn how to do good radio, like because he's one of the best in the business. You know, that, that's the real thing about it. Go be the book boy or book girl or bag boy or bag girl for for whoever's the best. Take your ego out of it. Learn. But here's here's the other thing. If you go talk to someone who's highly influential and they give you advice, and you don't follow that advice, fall back in the hole you came out of because they will not give you the time of day again because you just wasted their time. But if you, if you do do what they do do, if you do do what they, what they say, and you come back and say, hey, Matt, Greg, you told me to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things. Here are my results. What next? Dude, mm -hmm. They'll give you a full day. The shit. Yeah. They'll, give you, they'll give you a week of, of information because they, they want to invest into you. Yeah. Right? And that's, 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 you get, I mean, that's like a college course coming out of another human being yeah. on boots on ground stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Been there, done that. And you know, all you got to do is listen and do what they say. And I tell you, mentors love nothing more <sighs> so to true. hear from their students say, I did what you said and it worked or it didn't, mm -hmm. but I did what you said. Matt's, and, a, I, 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 Matt's told me that several times. I mean, as we've gone through this journey together, he's like, Greg, I followed your advice. What should I do next? <laughs> 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 and on that note um, well talking about systems and tools we'll mention a couple about but first before we do that uh greg thing one uh what's the best way for people to, uh, to reach out connect kind of get into your world get connected with you yeah thing one.com no i'm just so, <laughs> i gotta see if that's available i, I was so, just searching uh, that i was yeah, like okay yeah. go to go daddy <laughs> Uh, it's uh, gregdickerson.com. So all my contact info is on there. Email address, phone number. It's gregdickerson.com. And, and you can see what I do. I do more development uh, than anything else these days, big projects. And I don't do a whole lot of uh, residential transactional real estate anymore. I'll help a friend out here or there. And, you know, I've got a few investors that I've done some deals with that I'll help out. But for the most part, I'm doing some, some ground up developments and some multifamily uh, acquisitions and things like that. 
Mm, very cool. I have to talk about more of that offline. Uh, McDaniel, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Go to bookmcdaniel.com. That's where you guys are going to go. I want you to go there to, let's talk about EXP. Let's talk about expanding your business. Let's talk about, you know, if I can show you mathematically, is it worth 30 minutes of your time if I can show you that you're going to make more money with me and my, our, our, our tribe that Matt and I are building? Uh, if you feel that that is something that you guys want to do, then go to bookmcdaniel.com, book 30 minutes. Let's have a conversation. If, it, it's a, if it's thumbs up, cool. If it's thumbs down, cool. We still love you. Uh, but go there. And I'll show you kind of some exciting stuff that is taking place. And then I'll give you Matt's cell phone behind the scenes and you can give him a call and just give him, give him some text love. So that's, <laughs> that's the extra value bonus there. So bookmcdaniel.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the show, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever your favorite platform is. Give us a five-star review and make sure, especially if you enjoy an episode like this with the guest, make sure to give Greg a shout out in your review to kind of thank him for his time and his contribution. So with that we being said, enough, guys, I'll come back again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that's, that's a, I was going to say, that's a given. There's many, many more things we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. But uh, thing Color. number two. Yes, we do, need, we do need a color for the bow that we're going to tie around this episode. Let's go. I like your polo, Greg, that you're wearing today. Let's go with a nice cobalt blue. Uh, that'll be the, the color of the ribbon that we will tie around this episode. Ooh, I love cobalt blue. I really do actually like that color. So I'm not actually not just It brings out my eyes blue. from here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say anything to that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all insults went away. Um, I was, then I saw you in my shirt. And I'm like, why is he wearing my shirt in my head? I'm like, okay, that's disgusting. Anyways. I love you guys. Thank you. Matt kind of loves you. I know thing one loves you. Um, but you know what? Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with us. Hopefully we put some smiles on your face. Hopefully you learned a lot from Greg. He really is a wealth of knowledge. If you guys didn't quite pick up everything that you heard there, go back and re-listen to this because there is some super powerful stuff there. It's so simple. You might just miss it. So listen to this episode a couple of times. Pick out the stuff that Greg was laying down and we will have him back uh, to bring up some more good and, and, and tactical stuff you can put into your business right now literally you can pick up the phone after this episode and call someone and go to lunch that is how actionable this stuff is so yep, 100%. all right guys until next time peace out ninjas workout